Hello, the internet, and welcome to season 132, episode 5 of Your Daily Zeitgeist, a production of iHeartRadio. This is a podcast where we take a deep dive into America's shared consciousness and say officially off the top, fuck the Koch brothers and fuck Fox News. It's Friday, May 8th, 2020. My name is Jack O'Brien, a.k.a. Cheer up, Jack O.B. You still have Miles G. You're a quarantine believer and a homestaying king. Uh, that is courtesy of Andy Kerwin, and I'm thrilled to be joined, as always, by my co-host, Mr. Miles Gray. Now, what y'all want to do? Want to be quarrelers or hoarders, warriors? Who be chilling at home in your drawers Getting high playing games to the morning Trying to get my hands on some toilet like paper <laughs> Yeah, living the core deal But shit real Okay, I'm sorry, I'm just stop right there Shout out to Hannah Soltis for that All about the Benjamins inspired uh, quarantine AK. That's one of, I believe, track number 10 on the No Way Out album on the CD Because that's how I used to just remember where songs were I think it's like one, one of the only songs I, one of the only songs I can play on the piano. I'm uh, pretty good at that one, and I'm thrilled to be joined, as always, by my other co-host Jamie Loftus. Quar, huh? <laughs> what is good it good for? Flattening the curve. I'm just gonna stop there. I don't want to yell anymore. <laughs> that made my head hurt. It's too hot out there. Okay, uh, there. That's from Rich Jefferson at Device Null. Uh, and I'm sorry to DJ Dan in advance for absolutely blowing out the sound on my audio track. Not like the other day. Yeah, be when, prepared for that. Not when you exploded a piece. When was of that? Equipment. Was that Papa? What was I do? I think it was, it was, it was Papa a Papa Roach, right? Roach aka. Yeah, yeah that yeah. broke your. Completely here. disturbed the electromagnetic Cut frequencies in my home. Yeah. And we are thrilled to be joined in our fourth seat by the hilarious and talented Sarah June. What's up? Uh, What's up? I don't have an AKA because uh, I was going to do a Lou Reed Sweet June, but it's, <laughs> as Jamie said, it's too hot to do much yelling right now. But yeah. you guys get yeah, the idea, yeah. right? Sweet June. Uh, <laughs> oh. yeah, Lou Reed. Walking down the street. Lou Reed. <laughs> Sarah June. Sarah June, how have you been? <laughs> I'm good. You know, I don't have COVID as far as I know. Um, yeah. I, I am very, very feeling very grateful these days. Yeah. Doing a lot of yeah. that. Yeah. I'm doing good. Um, I, uh, I hate Zoom calls. I'm going to start with that. Mm-hmm. Really? They're so fun. Yeah. I, I love them. I find them a perfect substitute for human contact and human interaction they're they're the best i mean jack i gotta say i don't know if they're quite as good sometimes they're slow <laughs> You're not and, and stop <laughs> sometimes they stop for no reason you gotta get on some of these zoom calls we're on sarah because them just just is wild Woo! feels like fucking mtv spring break 97 off. yeah wow feels like the real world feels like we're all in a house together yeah, I oh, want to yeah, be exactly. in my hot bedroom forever. I I, I don't want to <laughs> come out of here. We got Smiles and South Star doing a live performance in a little bit. 
All right, sorry, June. We are going to get to know you a little bit better in a moment. First, we're going to tell our listeners a couple of the things we're talking about. Uh, We're going to talk about Trump questioning the death toll, uh, which is his new strategy for hiding the fact that he totally fucked this up. Uh, We're going to talk about Trump hiding the CDC recommendations for reopening. We are going to talk about people gushing over Dr. Fauci. We're going to talk about the Musk Grimes child, the Grusk baby. We're going to try and decide what our movie of the weekend uh, is going to be. Uh, But first, Sarjun, we like to ask our guest, what is something from your search history that is revealing about who you are? I, uh, in my search history, I have, um, the last thing is how long... Do you have to feed chicks starter mash? Because I have some chicks, and I'm feeding them starter mash. Wait. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, I got chickens. What did you get chickens? Um, They hatched uh, about two and a half weeks ago. Oh, my God. Yeah, they're really cute, and I love them. What do you feed them? Uh, Starter mash. (laughs) What is that? I guess it didn't compute because I'm like, I don't know what that is. It's just grains. It's ch- so like chicken feed is like grains and corn and stuff. Um, oh, and nice. they just for for starter mash, they just kind of grind it up because the little chicken beaks can't. Their beaks are too small. Oh you God. have to make it small for them so they can eat it because they're so small. Oh, is this going to inspire another uh, historical moment on the internet? You know, you gave people a nyan cat, but like, oh, what? that's true. Is, is there going to be I some chicken cat, inspired? Though, and then I got money, and then I got a cat. I didn't have enough money to get a cat before nyan cat. Oh, right. <laughs> I was so like saving you know, up yeah. for the adoption that's fee. Self-fulfilling. <laughs> it's a self-fulfilling oh, so prophecy. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It was. A, it was like a holdover until. Wow. So the desire for a cat yeah. was so intense. You. Could created a piece of monumental I manifested my cat yeah that goes in the pantheon of internet creations and it was yeah. all because you couldn't afford a cat <laughs> yeah and I manifested I my cat Myla and that's why she's so magical boom big yeah, girl really boss cool. energy she's like a huge bitch mm-hmm. yeah extreme extreme girl <laughs> boss energy thank you Jamie <laughs> lean right in <laughs> it's that's that's beautiful yeah so now I have eight chicks oh What's the plan? Wow. Like, what do you do long term? Like, have uh, like egg, like they give you eggs or just yeah. homies? So at some point, I got a um, at some point, I, I will figure out which one of them are hens and which are roosters. And uh, then Ooh. I might have to get rid of a rooster if I have more than one rooster because you're not allowed mm. to have more than one rooster in do, Los Angeles. Do they get County. too horny or do they get, fight each other? They what happens? Um, they fight each other. Right. Yeah, they fight each other and they're like really loud and annoying. <laughs> So um, you can't have more than one because your neighbors get too mad. So more than one male in the presence of a group of females will lead to violence and just annoying behavior. Yeah, chickens Uh, are like extremely hierarchical. Um, You know, they're really alpha. So meaning that if there are multiple, if if you've got roosters multiple, you got, let's say you got three, that means you're going to have to eat them? I am not going to eat them. Oh, okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna give them away. Okay, um, I'm just thinking very yeah. Oregon Trail right now. I'm uh, I've been playing a lot of no, Oregon Trail. I, it's not, There's an it's emulator, not a crazy so. question. Honestly, yeah. that's what most people do is like you hatch chicks, and then when you find out which ones are men, you eat those ones, um, except one. Uh, okay, and then and you do it in front of but the surviving I, But I don't one. I don't really have the stomach to do that. I I yeah, got these yeah. chickens yeah. for eggs, not for meat. So, um, 
Yeah, That's I'm not so gonna. Cool. I'm gonna try and see if somebody else wants a rooster. Yeah, they're so cute. Wow, that's so I really like Congratulations. Thank you. It's really nice. Guys, we should send a gift. Keep them. Are they just do you have a yard that you they just kind I do of have a yard, roam yes. around them? They have to they be just, they have to be in a they're in a coop. Mm. They're in a coop. But you got like the wire and all that? <gasps> what wire? Picks. What do you mean? That's, I don't know. Did, the don't, chicken wire. Chicken wire to build like a the coop? wire. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, chicken wire, actually, hot tip, guys. Chicken mm. wire doesn't keep predators out. It only keeps chickens in. Oh. So uh. if you make your chicken coop out of chicken wire, it's like raccoons can chew through it and shit. Um, and like coyotes could probably fuck with it pretty easy. So uh, it's better to use hardware cloth, which is just like a strong mesh. Damn, Got okay. it. Yeah. Sorry, did you know uh, that you have a whole page on the Nyan Cat Wiki, and it's a very funny page? No, I didn't know there was. a... What do you mean a Nyan Cat Wiki? Like on Wikipedia? There's a whole or like a Know Your Meme on. No, it's like a nyancat.fandom.com. You have your own page. I've never Wiki. been to this site. Yeah, it says Sarah June, now known as Meme TV. Meme. <laughs> 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 Meme means TV. It says sh- mean sh- TV. Sorry, Sergeant. Sh- is that how I should have introduced you? I apologize. Hey, mean TV. I should have said <laughs> yes. our guest, Meme okay. TV. What's the kid's oh, name God. in Charlie and the Chocolate Factory? I didn't know there was a... Uh, uh, um, Charlie. Augustus. <laughs> no, there's some kid who Which got the one? TV. He got, isn't his last the kid who got the TV? TV? Mike, t- Mike TV. Mike TV. Yeah, yeah Mike yeah, TV. Yeah. <laughs> so you're Mike mean TV. Mike TV sister, mean TV. Sister, mean I'm, TV. Mean t- I'm mean TV. I loved Mike TV. In the book, uh, Mike TV was always like, this shit's boring. I want to watch TV. Pew, pew. Yeah. And I was like, this guy gets it. <laughs> Yo, he was, yeah, he was presaging like our generation. We're like, yeah, fuck yeah. Yeah, Mike TV. yeah. He was yeah. like, TV fucking rules. Like, amp it up, dude. Uh, my yeah, attention span's shot. <laughs> when you cosplay um, okay. at a whimsical candy factory, that shows you have the attention span that's not capable of appreciating anything. You're like, yeah. I could be in this amazing place, but I still need to look like a cowboy. <laughs> yeah like come on dude you're you're too desensitized like stop watching porn we for should a while. say for any uh, uh any uninitiated listeners you created the nyan cat uh, that's not a joke yeah that's well, not a joke. it's also yeah. you know there's the um i think it's a little more accurate to say i like combined two properties into a meme i didn't draw the nyan cat gif right. and i didn't make the song i just put them together and put them on youtube so Got i feel it. like it's misleading to say i made the meme um, but uh, but I I was part of a, a wonderful team that d- people that a didn't know each other mind. and <laughs> Boom. yeah we yeah, love that I, honesty and that we love the honesty and humility and that has been this segment of behind the meme on the daily zeitgeist. Thank you so much. <laughs> oh my God, there's a page about me. Is this, she is <laughs> she is now a comedian and a feminist who works for a company. <laughs> like, what does that even mean? <laughs> Sarjum, what is something That's... you think is underrated? <laughs> um, this page about me on this new account. Um, no, okay. Honestly, the thing that I was going to say is underrated is Craigslist, um, especially the free section. People are like, yeah, whatever, Craigslist. But did you know Craigslist still doesn't have any ads on it? Yeah. Isn't Wait. that fucking crazy? They keep it funky. Yeah, that's amazing. What's, <laughs> they the keep guys, it funky. That guy Craig is kind of a trippy dude, isn't he? Who yeah. started it? Craig fucking rules, dude. It's just like one of one of the only usable websites left on the fucking internet. Because right. like I got back on Twitter for a little bit and I was on there for like two weeks. And then like, they nope. were like, uh, 
design re-update to make it better. And I was like, this fucking company wants me to quit. Like, they want you to stop using the fucking app. Why else would they keep fucking with their algorithm? Mm. Right. They yeah, hate me personally. They want to we- so wh- weed out the casuals. <laughs> that's me. I'm a casual. I'm a bandwagon. Yeah, there's something about but those yeah. like that original generation of websites. Like uh, Snopes is still out here as like a source that Snopes we're like kind of still like, doing it. Still doing it, man. They they're we, still, still like kind of still trust Snopes, right? Yeah, there I was. Think I, so yeah, uh, a Zeit gang member put me onto some like Snopes drama that there was like a bit of infighting within Snopes, um, and there was a what? bit of a there was a a great was it about schism. a myth or about like. What I think I don't know. I think it was just about people. I don't know. I I don't know if it was necessarily about like the work that was being done, rather than maybe interpersonal things or maybe where the direction of it was. It going. started like, with the myth forum about drama, uh, forum coke drama. having cocaine in it, and they <laughs> just yeah lost. They couldn't figure it out. Um, yeah, I mean the Beatles had a big schism too, but they're still good. Uh, yeah. Some some people yeah. think Church, Church of uh, England. You know, sometimes yeah. you get two good things. So how um <laughs> so how uh do like does Craigslist is it a business or is it just like a service that's being provided? I'm curious, like what the inner workings are of that because I mean they must employ people to keep it working and keep it like moderated, right? I don't know. Yeah. I just use the website and it and it does yeah. what I need it to do, <laughs> and I, I get to see what kind of weird shit my neighbors are giving away. Like, yeah, it's great. I love not having to take, like relearn how to use the website every time I fucking use it. I hear they take a fifteen percent cut of all free couches that are given away <laughs> on their platform. <laughs> I would, um, yeah, I, uh, they take a big cut of all the f- uh, clean fill dirt. <laughs> uh, we've like mostly furnished our apartment with stuff from Let Go. It's like yeah. uh, some that go. that shit is useful. Yeah, we've been we got a ton of like cheap, you know, like better than we could normally afford really cool. furniture. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah we got that furniture. on Letgo. Woo! You could fucking you could outfit a whole backyard with Letgo. It's amazing how oh, it's, yeah. it's funny because it appeals Damn. to some. It's like there's there's also there are people who just want to get rid of stuff. Then there are people who are like have like wild disposable income. And are just like, if you come get this, like it's yours. Just yeah. please, like get yeah. it out of here. Or something that's, like that's breaks, true. and they're like, I don't want to get this fixed. You just take yeah, it, and if like, you can get it fixed. If you just nice. replace that screw, it will fuck. I just, I can't handle it. I'm stressed out. Please get it out of here, please. I'm sorry, it's, but enjoy. Have your people good... call my people to come over here. Literally, <laughs> we just put in like richer zip codes, and like yeah, yeah and then we're if we're nine zero two one zero. And it was literally some like rich person that we got our couch from that that's like, I just signed a deal with something and I need to get rid of this couch. And we're like, okay, can we give you $150? He was like, I don't care. Just get it. And so so we just got, get it now. Just get Please. it. Take it out of here. It's and then we haunting got it out of his me. life. And now I love uh, it's, it's a fun couch. Uh, fun fact about Craig, uh, Craig Newmark of Craigslist. Leonard Cohen was the rabbi at his wedding. What? Yeah, he was. Yes. That's style. Wait, like the Leonard Cohen? The that Leonard Cohen, Canadian singer, poet, songwriter. Not Yes, this man was the wow. rabbi at uh, Craig's wedding in like Craig's 2012 Craig's influence. Craig's Oh, a influence. big thing about Craigslist now is um, a lot of office spaces are shutting down and also restaurants. So um, many yeah. of them are giving away a lot of stuff on Craigslist. So it's a particularly right. hot time. 
Oh, to get it's wild but useful uh, to know things. Yeah. yeah, well, just like just like this pattern though too of like businesses go bust and then like the people you know we're like, is there stuff at affordable rates that we can pick off this corpse? Mm-hmm. Right. Another, <laughs> right. Another fun free thing that happened, at least in L.A., was that uh, the L.A. Public Library forgave all late fees, so my library card got reinstated. Oh, oh my whoa. God, congrats, Jamie. Yeah, so if you accidentally stole a library Bang book three years doors. ago and then got Bang scared, you're back. You're back in business. I wish Glendale would do that. Then I could go there again. Yeah, right? What is something you think is overrated? Sorry, Jim. I would, uh, I, would, <laughs> I would have to say our president, Donald Trump. <laughs> oh, oh, wow. All right. Stop. We're not that kind of podcast. <laughs> Am I right? Surgeon. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay. Right? All right. Oh, Dan, right. Cut, her, get Dan, cut our mic show. off. Cut our mic off. We're so sorry, <laughs> Zach King. You know, we're no, normally a very- I feel like he doesn't even know what the fuck he's talking about. No. You know what I'm saying? What? You know what <laughs> I'm saying? Because he's the president. <laughs> I fully I, think <laughs> this is actually truly uh, overrated because I just think that we have- uh, like we're, it's just become normalized to us, and now yes. it's it's so wild. Like how badly he fucked this COVID nineteen thing up. The fact that America is the worst in the world, and it's all because of him, um, yeah. is pretty. Yeah. It's all pretty because shocking. It's just completely I, born out of ignorance and ego. Yeah. That's the thing. Yeah. Like that's what makes it so fucked up and tragic. And I think that's why. Half the time, we just got to go into our brains and like laugh this shit off as we like go like just, you know, spiral out because it's hard to even imagine that someone could do something like that and be so inept at the in causing people's lives and then just try and be like, yo, dude, I'm going to spike the football on this. So total victory on COVID. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. I mean, I know all of that's going to be cut because uh, we can't really come out here and criticize yeah, the president. No. But yeah, that's uh, not good. dear leader. We'll I get do. our funding. I think slashed. it's just good to to get that off our chest. Am I right? Guys? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah so yeah, Dan, yeah. please cut that. And then um, Jack, why don't you say something that'll come back in right seamlessly so the listeners don't know? What <laughs> Sorry, June. What is a myth? What's something you know to be false that people think is true, or vice versa? I know. And I have known for some time that um, open plan offices are actually really bad. Yeah. I may be rocking the boat a little bit here with my hot take, but uh, open plan offices are the worst fucking thing to happen to offices since offices were invented. Um, Open plan offices are distracting for everybody. They do not enhance creativity. All they do is make it so you have to yell all the time because everybody is talking and you have to yell over them. And now... (laughs) I have been proven right by the coronavirus because it turns out that um, a lot of companies are trying to redesign their open plan offices because open plan offices extremely conducive to spreading diseases. Yeah. Yeah. So now places are trying to get like basically sneeze guards around every cubicle, you know, raising a half wall to a higher wall transparently, almost like a room, but not quite. (laughs) I like, Like I don't want to like, yeah, it's like, I don't want to like trigger Gen X. I know that Gen X put a lot of effort into hating cubicles, but like I fuck with cubicles. I've never had a problem with them. I like having my own little space and like it's called soundproofing. Also, like the point of the cubicle is like, you can't really hear people that well. 
Right. Like it's yeah, because there's like natural baffling in the panels of your cubicle. And in, yes. in I mean, it, it, this is maybe a more, but like you don't. I don't like having a coworker having such. I don't like knowing what's going on in the tabs near me because I'm always gonna look. <laughs> yes. Yeah, exactly. I'm always looking at other people's tabs. Like, that? And then they're always looking at you. And then they're always looking at your tabs, and no one wants to know what's and in I the tabs. And I just want to look at earrings no. that I'm not going to buy. Right. Exactly. Well, that's the exactly. fun thing don't, about it is like don't you get to rush s- me. Okay. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, I think that's the. Those are all the. You know, the the office. It's funny because the office used to be like the pinnacle of like doing it. You're like, I got an office. You know what I mean? Like I have my own. Right. I have my own fucking door and shit. And then yeah. there was this like swing where it's like you know that's like for our, that's like for grandpa. Like you know like let's just kind of let's make it like kindergarten but with desks and way more stress. What if the kids yeah. went in the cubbies? <laughs> <What>? <laughs> so wait, they want just like c- clear sneeze guards so that you're like in a little glass. Got to be able to see each yeah. other, Jamie. You got to no, be able to see, be able to see your so. screen. See, it doesn't yeah. solve the tab issue. See, we need opaque guards. I I'm not I'm not advocating for transparent tabs uh, through guards. a sneeze guard is Ugh. a nightmare. That would make yeah, you there's... feel I think even more of like a prisoner that you already dealing with the tab thing and people can see into your tab. Now you're in this like plexiglass menagerie. It's all. Yeah. Seeing the tabs makes me brings out an ugly side of me cuz then I just start like <laughs> I like it I, I I start texting my friend being like this fucking they're Oh, they're just on eBay.com. And then, like, I'm also on eBay.com. <laughs> yeah. But I'm just like, this fucking uh, slack. This MF is checking Twitter. Yeah. Right, yeah, right, I was right. Like, exactly. Oh, I am tweeting like, this. Oh, it's like they, yeah. they're looking they're looking for Drusilla from Buffy merch. Like, what the fuck? Why Drusilla? <laughs> exactly. I don't want anyone to know what's going on on my eBay. <laughs> yeah, I think I think your desktop should be private. Yeah. I think it's well, I mean, a, a man's right to have nobody look at his desktop while he's no. browsing. That's yeah, another Zoom anxiety too. Of like people are sharing their desktops on Zoom, and I like every time I would, never, I would never, I would never. You're just like what every time kind I get of- in a situation where somebody has to share screens with me, I put all of my shit that's on my desktop into a new folder and I title it Epstein theories. <laughs> <laughs> so it just looks like there's nothing on my desktop. It's right. totally clean except for this one Dude, little no, folder. Make multiple Epstein theory V1, Epstein theory V2, Epstein theories V3, V4, V5, V6. <laughs> Epstein theories 2020. In a general sense, people who share their screen with you on Zoom have no inner life and nothing to fear. Um, <laughs> or a work computer that's separate from well, the yeah. other computer. Right, yeah. The or, only yeah. time I've done a screen share is for work. Uh, other times, I think like Zoom, I, I, it's weird. I don't like to use Zoom all the time to like interact. Sometimes I use Google Hangouts like with certain friend groups just to feel like, it's like Zoom's become my home too where it's like, uh-oh, can't have my work and my pleasure blur into one app now. <laughs> yeah, you have to delineate somehow between things that are the same. Yeah. All right, guys, let's take a quick break and we'll come back and talk about the news. And we're back. And um, there, there's rumblings that Trump is going to start questioning the death count, the death toll of the coronavirus. There's a little bit more detail on 
that uh, an Axios article uh, that talked to an administration official was saying that their their theory is going to be that hospitals are getting money for uh, anytime somebody passes away from COVID-19. And so they're saying they're like financially incentivized to exaggerate the death count, but that what, what they're accusing them of is fraud and like extremely illegal and is not just like an incidental thing. It would be like definitely worth uh, stopping everything to investigate if they thought that's what was happening. Um, yeah, you know, because medical businesses and facilities are notorious for not trying to safeguard against any kind of lawsuit or malpractice anything. Right. right. So yeah, that, I can right. see this going rampant of just being like, yeah, we'll just uh, we'll just fake a bunch of death certificates. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, and the people who aren't members of the Trump administration, the experts, actually think the COVID nineteen death count is probably. Up over a hundred thousand, uh, just using the uh, process of like, here's how many people typically die this month, uh, and here's how many people died this year, and it's up a hundred thousand over what where it's been in the past, uh, or even more than that. The process you're describing, I believe, is just called observation. <laughs> yes, yes, yeah. Yes. Common sense, inference. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean. Yeah, there, 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 there has to be a counter narrative for every single thing, you know. If there, there has to be a, a finger to point or someone to say, well, it's actually not us; it's actually this other thing. And if this is there, I guess they're trying to test this one. I don't know how many people are going to be like, yeah, that those fucking hospitals. What? Like, I, I yeah. don't, it's, it's hard for me to connect how you can really get someone energized about that, except for maybe like delay some other kind of scathing leak for like a couple hours or days or something. Yeah, they'll find a way, it seems like. It seems like they've always found a way to justify, you know, sticking by the president. And, you know, because if it's just a matter of sticking it to the liberals, then they will do it, you know? Mm. Uh, Anything is preferable over just uh, letting the people on the left say, I told you so, I think. Mm. Well, the CDC, which is a government organization that's actually paying attention to how science works. Which is uh, why it's was being putting, defunded. Yeah. Right. Even so, they were uh, they had enough people to put together some guidance for the country on how to uh, just begin reopening in a way that considers people's health and yeah. not killing people. Interesting. What's well, necessary, you know, because... There's so much like competing takes and opinions on what to do or what not to do. And having something from like the CDC uh, would be good where there's like, hey, every state, this is what our top, you know, our disease experts are saying. This is the fucking playbook for the nation. If you do not fucking do this, then you are not safe. And people should know that with this the you know, the verified check mark of the CDC on this thing that you can hopefully trust this information. The problem is there's information in this pamphlet that they put together that would basically make people feel unsafe. So the White House decided to shelve the fucking thing and told them that this this document would not see the light of day is what one source at the CDC said an administration official told them when they asked. At all? Yeah. In any form? They're like, get the fuck out of here. Luckily, you know, this was leaked to the AP, so we have a look at what this thing looks like, and it makes sense, basically. 
they're trying to make a very, you know, very uh, reasonable, practical plan on how to maintain safety in the workplace to ensure the safety of your employees or patrons, whatever that case is, because we're dealing with what's clearly something deadly. Um, and all of that in there is also probably going to communicate to people, oh, no, the guidelines in here is not even close to what my boss is doing, and I'm supposed to be back at work? Right. And that's yeah. the point. Or, because yeah. if if we don't know what's safe, then we don't know what's deadly. And that's the problem. Right. And so when you can obscure these safety guidelines, then you don't you have no fucking clue. Like you don't I don't know. That, that seems fine. But this is it. like just reading it through the little excerpts that are out there. I mean, it's I, if I were a Republican governor, I would be p- being like, no, don't let people see this because we're not fucking even coming close to doing any of this shit. Well, that's the thing is, yeah, yeah. I feel like it comes down to like a state by state thing, too, of like it something that's been throwing me as things start to slowly reopen is like, it's going to be such a different story for every state, depending on how severely they dropped the ball. And so like, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I like what this is general, like what this pamphlet is, is generally saying of like, this is the bare minimum that needs to happen. But then there are some states and I feel like I'm, I'm like anticipating a lot of like confusion and like misinterpretation of like, well, who gets to do this first and how clearly is that being communicated to the different states? Cause it's like, I don't know, even in my own family, like their state is fu- uh, fucked up significantly more than California. So we're living in completely different universes, but like they're not being communicated to effectively. So I, I've not even really been, talking about California because I'm like, well, you can't you can't really do that. I don't know. Right. Well, I think when you look at the flow chart, right, it's made to just provide like obviously context matters, but they're Mm -hmm. they're laying it out in a way that it can make sense no matter where you live, because it's just saying like, have these have this has this criteria been met? Then go to the next step. Has this criteria been met? Then go to the next step. If not, all roads leave to stay fucking closed or it'll say, hey, open and monitor. So the first thing it asks, step one, should you consider opening? First question, is the workplace in a community no longer requiring significant mitigation? I think that's a great, boom. You can figure out very easily if that applies to you and you don't have to be like, well, I'm not New York City. Great. Next step, will reopening be in compliance with state and local orders? Will you be also ready to protect employees at higher risk for severe illness? If you answer no to any of these questions, do not open. Then another flowchart says, if you answered yes to all of these, go to the next step. And then it's saying, this is what you need to do in your workplace. So it's like really easy to follow. It's very and simple, I think yeah. If I read it as an employee, I would be like, okay, good. Like if they're having to abide by this, it's like, okay, we're not in an area that is severely at risk or with a rising number of cases. And they're also doing things like putting up barriers and deep cleaning and these other things. Like I could start seeing myself relax a bit, especially because this is coming from experts. Right. I mean, I guess my other question there is like, just because I I don't always trust workplaces to, uh, you know, consider their employees health Mm -hmm. is like, or what, you know, like if, uh, what is the consequence for opening a business that is not safe? And what is the consequence for employers that are not protecting their employees actually on page one there is a caveat that says uh this handbook is used uh, with the presupposition that the reader does have a soul there (laughs) so oh okay so nothing's gonna re i mean very few places will reopen (laughs) uh yeah yeah very very few places should reopen yeah that's what you said right 
Yeah. Well, it's it, just, it, yeah. It goes on to say, you know, like obviously barriers, like it, it, it's not just like businesses. It's like stuff for like what mass transit needs to look like, what a daycare center needs to look like, mm. what a summer camp should look like, ch- a church, a restaurant. Like this is really the kind of thing where you're like, I would love to know what they think is safe. But again, because there's a line in there that basically says, you know, we need sneeze guards at cash registers and you can forget about fucking buffets or salad bars. You, that's a whole, I can only imagine the, you know, the, the owners of the hometowns buffets and a coat, the yeah. golden corrals pulling up to the white house with bags of cash being like, no, 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 fucking dead that. Yeah, or yeah, yeah. what do you need? That. What do you need to create an exemption? But the problem is when you have the CDC saying out here, like with their expert opinion, you do not want to have communal food troughs that people are right. eating out of at all. No, just cut that. Then you can, of course, these people are too concerned about the bottom line and, and capital than human safety. Big jello trough is too powerful. <laughs> it's that chocolate fountain. The lure of the corral to the to the senior set. That moment when Laura Ingram was talking about how masks make you feel not safe, uh, I feel like just keeps popping up in my head. Like that just seems to represent an entire part of not just the populace, but the government too that like even like the things the bare minimum for safety in our society is being shit canned because it doesn't look good or make you feel good yeah it's it's just like depressing like this is the absolute least that anyone could do in terms of like getting good information to workers and business people like it's such basic common sense stuff and it can't even get released it's yeah i mean what do you guys think about the idea that like the argument i don't have to wear a mask if i don't want to is kind of one of the founding values of this country i mean it depends i i think it views on how you look at it it's just basically it's not I don't look at it because I feel that someone's telling me to do it. I'm doing that as just out of consideration because I would just want to know as a baseline societally that we're like, yeah, it's not just about what the fuck I want to do. Um, it's what it's it's just about what's good for other people. I think when you look at it as like, they're trying to tell me that I can't go all fucking naked faced out there, that you're missing the fucking point. And I think that's... I, I don't know. I mean, I, I understand though. Like, like, what what the fuck can you tell me? This is a free country. But like, let's be real. If you really play that out, there ain't nothing. Nothing's fucking free here. You'd have no freedom. You know what, what I mean? Do, so, I mean it, what, it reminds you, me of the like First Amendment. Uh, you know, we have free speech, but we can't shout fire in a crowded theater type thing. Like, you're yeah, yeah. Everything's good in theory until it comes to you know doing something that could kill lots of people. At which point. Right. Uh, fuck your theories. <sighs> your theories don't. It, that's have why feelings. it's. That's why it's so convenient that COVID is like over now. You know, it's yeah, nice know. that we Thank just sort God. of took care of it, and Whew. and you know people can just open. go back to their businesses, and you know, unemployment well, doesn't have yeah. to give so many people unemployment because it would suck if COVID were just to keep going and and spreading and. Uh, and people just had to go back to work because otherwise they they had no income uh, because right. unemployment and deemed they're them, already lifting you know, able to work. Uh, and, yeah. You know, any any term like any eviction freezes are already starting to get lifted and all that bullshit that was inevitable. Yeah. 
one thing that was very interesting to me about, um, I saw this article about one of the protests in like Huntington Beach, one of the reopen protests. Mm-hmm. Um, and most of the people there were kind of like from Jefferson County, from the state of Jefferson. And they like had all these state of Jefferson shirts and like, that's really far north. That's not yeah. in Huntington Beach. But uh, that's definitely not. Some those aren't people, OC bad boys for sure. Yeah, those are not <laughs> OC bad boys. And they have you look, they have plenty of fucking right wingers in the OC. They don't need to be importing yeah. them from the state of Jefferson. But they have too um, much money to want to like they're like, well, I also can I, I have enough disposable income. Yeah, they're like, that I'll it's just not, keep getting everything delivered. I'll just let the poor racists handle this one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. But what people were saying that were quoted in that was um, that uh, that there were a few people quoted who were like, I had to shut down my business. The government made me shut down by my business and um, I'm running out of money and I don't want to take welfare. Like, uh-huh. and that really threw me that these people bad. were were not at the point where they were. They weren't even at the point of like, I've tried to get unemployment and I can't, which is like a situation right. a lot of people are in. You know, right. they're yeah. like, I haven't even applied because I think it's morally bad to, to take government welfare. Damn. And I was that like, white whoa, supremacy. Okay, this is like really a choice. This is yeah. really, really a choice. That's a motherfucker, like, though, when you're like, because then I will be brown. Yes. Like that's sort of like the the idea yeah. or the concept of a person who needs help is just been it's been so vilified and dehumanized in their mind. They've now yeah. the next logical step is well then if I need help then I am a subhuman so I'm about yes. to come out here and put guns in people's faces and demand yeah. that my sandwich store opens back up. Yeah, well, and I think it's all like these a- deaths are just the, like the necessary cost of having the country that I think we have, which is right. one where. I don't ever have to be that subhuman person who who needs help from the yeah. from the collective. Well, th- that mindset also feels very connected to like a shame reaction too. Mm-hmm. Of like you're taught like if you need to accept help from anyone, it is like a f- yeah, yeah, like you have somehow failed. It's not that you could possibly be yeah. failed by a system. You have personally have failed, and you suck, and like you should have to suffer the consequences of you personally sucking. Right. Like, yeah. I don't know. That's like an old people thing too. Like, I don't know. Some of these old people out here who are getting like furloughed, they're like, it's somehow I did this to myself. And you're like, look around. Like you did not do this to, you know, you're doing. Yeah, go easy on yourself there. Yeah. Or they're like, I should be able to get through this. I should be able to overcome this. Right. It's like, dude, nobody, nobody is like dying from covid because they didn't want to live enough you know like nobody's (laughs) out there being like uh yeah this is fine this is fine i'm fine with this you know like i'm just tired just like let it take me like it's not something that you can overcome with your fucking mind right that's just like bad american dream mentality that is just like it doesn't work People talk about like he's a fighter. He's re- like I know yeah. he's not going to die because he's a fighter. Like about uh Boris Johnson and shit. And it's just like, well, do you really know that? Does it have anything to do with that, or is it just a lucky, you know, lucky yeah. to have no, a really he, good? He's a fighter. Remember when he was? About this yeah, disease. he's such a fighter. Remember when he was screaming the n word at that high school basketball game, and then he fought the security guards when they told him to leave because of his racist behavior. He's a fighter. You what know, a that fight. Guy. I mean, the the other yeah. really disturbing thing about all the decisions that are driving this behavior are these models that the White House is using. And we were going to talk about this earlier this week, but just very quickly, right? 
there are all kinds of competing models looking at like what the death toll could look like based on certain mitigation levels and things like that. And there was like a huge, there was a story earlier in the week where Trump was just like in total denial about how those numbers were going to play out given the reopening of the country. And like the White House seems to really love this one very specific model, which is from the University of Washington Institute for Health Metrics and Evaluation. That's the IHME models. They use that pretty frequently. And that's typically like the peachiest model that of all the models uh, out there that sort of see what the death toll could be. That model has had to be changed like already three times because mm -hmm. people and the politicians are refusing to take social distancing seriously. And every time they said like, yeah, if we do this, it's low. And then we celebrate and then people go outside and like, you fucked it up. Now it's this and now it's this. And it was what I think their most least recent correction was going from 60,000 deaths by August 1st to nearly 135,000. Mm hmm. And this is the model that the president uses to justify this to other governors and people and good little corporatists like Governor Abbott and Governor Reynolds from Texas and Iowa, respectively, who are going to go to the White House to get their hair tussled for reopening the shit. Um, but what's wild, though, is that the White House is using an even wackier model, which has been made by this economic advisor, Kevin Hassett, who is not a scientist. Uh, yes. E economics, not an epidemiologist. Uh, the most pure science. It one exactly. <laughs> I mean, he's not an epidemiologist. He's not even someone who jerks off to pornos that are set in medical facilities. Like, there's no, there's, we, I can't find a way in for this person to connect the dots. And he has his own model. He's been showing Trump his own, um, which he calls a cubic model. And that that model said that there would be zero deaths or near zero deaths by May fifteenth. Mm. So what are we doing the, on that? I mean, huh? this is the kind of shit that's going to Paul Krugman, great news. dude, a fellow I economist. Can't even keep up with all these like I know lies. It's, it's, I, I didn't. Even, I wasn't even aware of that that's, lie. But that's the motor driving this, and this is what they hold around to be like. This is what our models are showing. I mean, that's that's what the experts think. Um, this same guy, Kevin Hassett, Paul Krugman, like just took him down in an op-ed. It was just pointing out that in the mid two thousands, Hassett denied that there was a housing bubble and suggested that only liberals believed that there was. Uh, he was also. Uh, in 2017, again, one of those people said the tax cuts would lead to a big boost in business, business investment. And when he was confronted with facts, still insisted it did. So mm -hmm. that's the kind of mentality we have, uh, shaping the death toll modeling, uh, in the white house. Like just to give you like, that's, it's all just only tell me nice, nice. It's, it's good that the only thing this guy has ever um, been in charge of is predicting what will happen like gambling with money and now he's gambling with human lives your life and he's yeah. really bad at it <laughs> yeah, yeah we're like hey you were really bad at that why don't we uh give you something why more don't we important? raise the stakes yeah. why don't yeah. we take these skills into a new wheelhouse <laughs> dude this guy is so he goes hell for leather though for these bad takes. In 2010, he was also part of a group of conservative economists who were saying that any kind of Federal Reserve bailout was going to fucking tank the currency, currency, lead to currency debasement and inflation. Bloomberg came back like four years later as things clearly went the other way to like ask all the signatories of this like letter like, hey, what what happened there? You guys, you guys mm -hmm, are out there with mm -hmm. your chest out. What the fuck went down? Not one of them was willing to admit having been wrong including yeah no, no of course not so yeah it's just like again this guy's batting 0 for seven thousand, and right 
this is reliable somehow. Let's put him in charge of the recovery. Well, it is very uh, cubic, and that sounds, you know, it's the kind of thing that you would have a scientist in a sci-fi movie say to to yeah. right. be jargony. You know, he's yeah. like, uh, uh, we're gonna, um, we're achieving fusion with the cubic model. Oh, I'm not gonna <laughs> that lie. Was actually, Sounds that good. Was good. I believe. Sorry, when shit. you just said, even though you're joking, you said, well, it is a cubic, like the model is cubic. I. F- it was disarming. I'm not gonna lie. For when you said like that, I'm like, hmm, yeah. yeah. Well, I was yeah. trying to channel James Franco in Spider-Man Two, where yes. another <laughs> character asks him how how the work is going at the lab, and he goes, "It's good. Uh, We're achieving fusion." <laughs> <laughs> and then they just like move on in the conversation. Spider-Man uh-huh. Two is uh-huh. still one of my most favorite movies of all time. It's it's, it's a great, great great movie. Yeah, it's, it's the best Spider-Man in my in my opinion. It's, That's it's the, the one where Franco becomes. The, that's the one where the Franco goblin? becomes the goblin at the end. Yeah, got it. But it's mostly it's Alfred Doc Molina Oc. as Doc Ock. Doc Ock, which oh, is I know, like I know. Horny no Molina Zero. Uh, Fred, yeah. Fred Molina. A, uh, James Franco has a great line read in that movie where he's like dismissing his butler, and I think that his butler's name is Bernard, but James Franco says Bernard. Um, oh wow! <laughs> he says, "Go Bernard. home, Bernard." I'm like, they didn't have another oh. take of that. That's his. Wow. That's his NorCal accent. It's <laughs> yeah. a strong NorCal coming out. Go home, Bernard. 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 <laughs> All right, guys. Go home, let's Bernard. Take a quick break. We'll be right back. And we're back. And speaking of the name Bernard, uh, the Musk and Grimes <laughs> child will probably need to have an actual name, it turns out. Uh, we, we still haven't gotten a, a pronunciation of, of their uh, current name, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, all we know is X and then the A-E or the L. LV- okay, so as we look at it, it's the X, that A-E shit, then fucking A-A through 12, A hyphen 12. That's the name as uh-huh. we read each character. A through Grimes. 12. I like that pronunciation, Miles. I like A through 12. I'm going to hit a him with that just to make it as absurd as possible. That's kind of nice. I'm on Grimes kind of broke it down. Just so you know, it's not a bunch of bullshit, okay? It means a lot to me and Elon Ruby Pockets Musk. Uh, X stands for the unknown variable, while AE is the elven spelling of I, love, and or artificial intelligence. A12 yes, equals- Chinese. Yeah, A-12 equals the precursor to SR-17, our favorite aircraft. No weapons, no defenses, just speed. Great in battle, but non-violent. And Great A, in battle, but non-violent? Yep. What and the fuck A, does that mean? And A equals Archangel. Uh-huh. So yeah. Just name your baby you Archangel. shut the fuck up? Yeah, I mean, yeah. I'm, but based on that naming convention, like that, that's just a bunch of shit that they like. That's all. Yeah, that's it's, all a, that it's is. more of a list than a name. It's not how names yeah. work, but and it reads I, that way. According yeah. to this naming convention, my first child shall be known as IDAHH 0304OG. Okay, now IDAHH okay. uh, from my favorite DMX album. It's dark and hell's hot. 0304 <laughs> for the Arsenal Invincible season of 2003 2004, and OG of my course. favorite strain of Kush. Okay, so that's what my child's name is. Please, please leave us alone. <laughs> They're going to get yeah. so upset when they go to the 
a souvenir store and there's no little license plate with their name on it. There's no little <laughs> California license plate that says Ida 03040G. Miles, uh, why would you do that? Yeah. I would love uh, to leave them alone. Like I I don't want to think about oh. them ever again. Like You know the They're yeah. acting like stop, like leave us alone. It's like, yeah, we don't want to talk to you. Like Sarah, I'll spend look, all my money like uh stocking gift stores at amusement parks with the name X A E A through thirteen. So when the kids <laughs> so take like, their kid there, it's like yes. fuck, yeah. it's not mine no more. <laughs> like you idiot. We had them all except that one. Uh-huh. Uh, I like I Baby Grusk. For. I think that was a great name, Baby yeah. Grusk. <laughs> um, but according to the law in Los Angeles or California, presumably, presumably that's where the baby was born. They can only incorporate like letters from the English alphabet, no numbers or special characters. So this I mean, just seems like the so, last it's, so it's just going to be X X A A. Why? I just um, you know, if you name your kid X anything anything, you're just going to call your kid X. So just name your kid X. Yeah, right. X gonna give call it to you. Speaking mm-hmm. of, it's dark. And dark man hot. X. Yeah. Yeah. I'm well, X-Gun, um, that's actually, uh, and then there, then there was X. Okay, this is bad. like this is the I'm perfect name. Story. This is the perfect name for a for the child of two big nerds because nerds also think that a list of things they like is an identity. <laughs> mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. I'm just yeah. Uh, I'm so absolutely sick of these losers. There. Yeah. Uh, when I read the words "our favorite aircraft," I puked. I puked. Our favorite <laughs> I puked. aircraft. They're, our I favorite hate, aircraft. Our, is our favorite amazing. aircraft. I well, that's them. how I know I'm not in love because Her Majesty and I don't have a shared favorite, favorite aircraft. aircraft. Yeah. Yeah. You guys are a fake ass couple. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> this could have been you, Miles. Could have been us, but, but I'm playing. playing. I'm playing with You're these playing. real names. Oh, I'm so exhausted with 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 this couple. <laughs> Do you think I like, like when if, I like that they, they did a fake reverse etymology of of their child's name where it was like a AI is artificial intelligence. But then they noticed that it's also like the, the word for love in Chinese, I think. What uh, it, I, I is Japanese. And then they were like, yeah, we did that on too. purpose. That's on purpose. Right. Oh, with Japanese. Yeah. So they were like, yeah, we meant we were doing that. It's like a double meaning. Yeah. So that's also right, what it sure. means. Right. But like you could look at an actual name and and like do Say all it. sorts of like shit like and then this is the thirteenth letter in the alphabet and thirteen stands for like you can do that same shit if you want to. That's why numerology with a, rules. An actual name that you can say out loud. You don't need to uh, give your child a unpronounceable name. I'm gonna. It's I'm just gonna, gonna be so annoying, like even to them, like very quickly. Yeah, it's like this kid will not. Li- if if this kid likes it, they're even worse than their parents. If, if this kid likes this it, this is what's gonna happen. Name. They're gonna they're gonna try and get that child's name like legally changed to that, and they're gonna say no, and they're gonna be like, "Well, then fuck that. We don't want a kid." <sighs> yeah. Well, that that's I um I do I like that. that. Uh, oh my god. <sighs> Jesus. I'm just sick I of like them. that the Grimes had this whole Amanda thing Palmer about how she was more like interesting to me. Oh, it is. Should we talk about that? There, we talked about it a little bit the other day. I don't think that there's any updates other than they're still messy <laughs> as fuck, and it's kind of funny. I just like for ukulele goths is my favorite term. The ukulele I learned. goth, yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I think I got to get into that whole aesthetic now. Uh, yeah, ukulele goths, uh, mime makeup. 
<laughs> circus, vaguely circusy stuff. You know, maybe a, a steampunk culture gone awry. Yeah, uh, yeah. Black tutus and like striped tights. Something about your heart <laughs> being ripped out of your body Black by a by a marionette. Tights. Some whore. There's just going to be some really There's shitty puppet music stuff, videos, puppet metaphors. Yeah. Oh God, yeah. They're dolls, you know. They're just They're dolls. dolls. In a way, we all? Sorry, we're all dolls. We are all our dolls. We are all dolls. We're all our dolls. <laughs> Actually, we're all um, dolls. Oh, and our hearts are pretty fragile. Um, guys, let's talk about <laughs> Dr. Fauci real quick. Uh, okay. Fine. I wanna I wanna get everybody's read. So he's hot, right? one Are you asking me if I would fuck Dr. Fauci? Is he? Yeah. I don't think he's hot. Is he? I don't okay. think anybody really thinks he's hot. I think everybody I think that is, everyone is like, you know, really projecting onto Dr. Fauci. Just because somebody okay. is saving your life doesn't mean that you need to want to fuck them. Well, for speak sure. for yourself. Speak for yourself. Speak. Yeah. So there are three Maryland based microbiologists who uh, created a group chat to uh, and this is a quote gush over uh, Fauci in, in private. And then they created like a uh, a Twitter um and first of all is the the phrase gush over is that like i've used that phrase since i was a kid to be like oh they're really gushing over that thing does that just mean does that come from the idea no. that people are like coming about a thing no no no, no. oh my god that would be just horrible that it's flowing uh, that would be horrible like, however like i will hydrant. say i think of yeah like gush over is like when you talk about someone a lot um, but oh, uh, I know. And yeah, an old, but an old-fashioned thing to do is when somebody um kind of like exclaims to call it ejaculating. Um, Ooh. and I used to like as a kid, mm. I would read a lot of like kind of like turn of the century like kids books, and the, and when somebody like exclaimed something, they would say like, "Wow, ejaculated. he ejaculated." Um, it is very I, funny when kids. I never don't thought know I didn't know mean. that it meant anything else. And right. my mom at one point I think saw it in one of my books, and she was like. Sneakily was like, Sarah, what does ejaculating mean? And I was like, it means when somebody's like talking loud. And she was like, okay. Uh, Sarah, what does ejaculating mean? Dude, when yeah, I yeah, do yeah, like totally. nuts. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck are you oh, those, What are those fucking that. boxcar children getting up to? <laughs> Um, there was, were there like words when you were a kid that you just like straight up you just for a very long time just were using it totally wrong? There is I didn't know what pe- I thought pedophile meant bad teacher because of an episode <laughs> <laughs> because of an episode of Degrassi that I saw. Oh, shit. Wait, what episode of Degrassi? Oh, there was a teach. There was some episode <laughs> where Emma on Degrassi goes like. More like Mr. Pedophile, and me and my cousin called another teacher Mr. Pedophile because we thought that that meant like he's just a shitty teacher, and we got in trouble at camp. Uh. <laughs> wow. Mr. Flanagan was not a pedophile. He was simply a bad teacher. <laughs> he's only um, I, I remember job. reading on the internet as a child that a pig's orgasm lasts for 30 minutes, and I didn't know what orgasm was, but I kind of vaguely knew that it was bad. <laughs> um, and so I asked my mom what it meant, <laughs> mm-hmm. and she wouldn't tell me. <laughs> Whoa! Then I, it's like you're super gonna find out and get bad info. But that's the weird thing is like I don't, 
I don't know if I did. I could have just Googled what is an orgasm, but I didn't. I guess there. I didn't really think of the... It was I it was I at a time know. where I, th- I thought of the internet as a very different place, not just a place where yeah. you could type in a question and get an answer, but right. uh, one where you had to go to like a Yahoo music page in order to watch your favorite music videos on their weird Ugh. flash player. It was player. a simpler time. Yeah. yeah. Well, guys, Dr. Fauci has been giving people 30-minute long pig orgasms uh, <laughs> for for a long time. Uh, since a there was a 1991 romance novel by a writer named Sally Quinn, and according to Quinn, she was seated next to Fauci at a DC dinner event and like fell in love with him. He was like so charming and she saw what these three microbiologists who created the Fauci fan club saw because she then made him the hero of her novel, uh, which was, I think, a a big success. It was called Happy Endings. And Ugh. yeah, the, she was like... The subject matter is weird. Ugh. Yeah, so the subject matter... So he, before he was uh, our guy who was just, you know, having to endure the the bullshit of the Trump administration during this pandemic. He was the guy who was having to endure the bullshit of the Reagan administration during the AIDS crisis. Um, he, like, abandoned his career uh, to study HIV AIDS in 1981 because he just, like, had an intuition that this was going to get out of control. Um, and he was, like, the main kind of person for HIV AIDS in the Reagan administration, but because the Reagan administration was so backwards and conservative and homophobic, uh, they like he became kind of associated with a really like shitty HIV uh, policy and became, there were like chants outside of the white house of fuck you Fauci. Um, But then he like won the protesters over by just being, who he is like a kind of listening to them and Hot uh, caring about human life. Oh yeah. That's wild. Um, caring about human but life. The, but the story of the, of the novel is that he is like the, uh, czar of HIV AIDS and is treating the president, uh, who secretly has AIDS while, uh, having an affair with the former first lady. Oh um, no! And oh, the uh, scientist is having an affair with the former the first lady, is, not, yeah. not the, the president. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah. Um. What? I don't know. It's huh? it's pretty uh pretty steamy stuff. It's so funny how like in the thing it was like there there were some pretty interesting uh like J M who wrote the piece like had some excerpts of some of the reviews that were pretty seemed pretty scathing. Uh, but also like the hearing about just the dynamic of the doctor. It's like he resisted because he was married and Jewish, and she is neither. <laughs> it's like what? <laughs> what? <laughs> okay. <laughs> and then uh, the, the doctor t- character would say lines like, "You are like a tumor in my brain, which is getting larger and larger each day." Hot. That's hot. Oh, uh, I'm so you gushing. can see yeah. why he was seen as irresistible. I'm a uh, I uh. I want to know why is the New York Times reviewing this romance novel? I think I it's think because th- the woman, because she used to write for the Washington Post. The author, Sally Quinn, was oh. like a respected Washington Post uh, journalist. That's and funny. Th- and then she wrote yeah. this romance Jesus. novel. 
Whoa. Yeah. You know, I'm like, I'm I'm not, you know, people are writing fanfic in in quarantine. I mean, who who are we? Right. No, yeah, I mean no, this people is have been fine. writing fanfic it's just so, for a long time. It's very funny to me that um that the New York Times has this like like this is from the New York Times review of the book when it came out. Um you know, um, all the characters are made from the stuff of yesterday's Hollywood. Allison and Sadie are so interchangeably gorgeous and accomplished, and their men, Des and Michael Lanzer, are so charismatic and macho that they seem to speak with a single voice. I'm like, yeah, have you never read a fucking romance novel? They're all the same. <laughs> yeah. Like, why are you complaining? <laughs> oh, I love um, I mean, that way to legitimize this uh, this art. Yeah, yeah, there was also... Yeah, it's great art. There was a thing, what is... There's a line about, like... One of the reviewers was pointing to an interview she gave in the 70s. Uh, it says, by reputation. Did you read that part? No. About how Quinn is, fl- Quinn is flippancy incarnate. On paper, such repartee can look, arch- uh, can look arch and contrived. With wit, as with charm, you usually had to be there. And then they go on about some of these uh, like sex scenes. And, se- and then they say this from someone who once answered the hand-wringing of other women journalists with being blonde doesn't hurt. And that was something that apparently I was like looking into that in the seventies, people were asking like, you know, about being a journalist. And she was like, you know, you can take advantage of like a situation. Maybe they're more comfortable with you. Maybe there's flirtation, insinuation. And then like she said, and also being blonde doesn't hurt. And apparently a lot of the women who were like there at this talk were like, that's like the most backwards thing. Like we're all here (laughs) trying to like learn some shit. And that was the answer you gave. So it's interesting to see that like, that quote, I, I guess, must have been infamous because that was 18 years before the book came out. Yeah, I think this is a big <sighs> deal. This book was a big deal at the time. Mm. I see. That makes sense. And it also makes it so much funnier that it was so viciously panned. <laughs> uh, <laughs> like, this is hot. This is some really hot tea right now. This is hot 1991 co- tea. But here's the thing. like, co- Clearly, Fauci's got the Kavorka for a certain type of personality. Oh, for like, sure. For sure. There's, I mean, there. I don't know what. That's what I'm trying to figure out. What is it? Purely, is it the hope that he offers, and that's what it is. The juxtaposition of this absolute ignoramus uh, in chief, and then a, like someone, a learned person just next to it, and it's like that's so fucking hot right now. Like, someone yeah, who's I a think so. Scientist. Especially because like it's the same thing that's happening with Cuomo. Is people are like, wow, I love Cuomo. He's so amazing, and it's like he's actually doing a really bad job, but he's still doing way better than Trump. So right. You know, yeah. people people think he's he, it's like, wow, he's so reassuring right now. It's like, yeah, compared to Trump, the like yeah. man with dementia who doesn't give a fuck about anyone else or like can't conceptualize who he is or what he's doing. Like, yeah, anybody looks hot next to him. It's like, you know, you bring you bring someone who looks worse than you to the bar uh, to make you look good. That's it's basic oh, so, science, guys. So Fauci on Tinder, it's him and Trump in his profile. Pic. Yeah. It's him next to Trump, and he's he's and he's like, pointing oh, at Trump yeah. like, "Can you fucking believe this guy?" And you're like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> like the photo is of me. You are looking for but me. There's you also, are swiping for me. <laughs> <laughs> there's also the the thing of like, on paper, he is really like the the perfect romance novel lead. He's a doctor. Um, he right. seems to like give a shit about people. You know, he's very smart, and you know, by athletic. by Quinn's, uh, yeah, he's uh, athletic. He's like um the guy who's the star of the uh, Dr. Robert Langdon, the star of uh, the fucking Da Vinci Code and and you know Dan oh, Brown boy. books. Yeah, like in, in he's those, a puzzle in expert though. That guy, yeah. he's the best. Well, like, at, like not only is he a, jumbles. <laughs> yeah, he's like a puzzle expert, but he's also like a swimmer. And um, actually, his students call him the dolphin because he's always swimming laughs. 
<laughs> this is canon. This Those is canon. Doctor Robert so Lincoln. Good. Those yeah, books are the origins incredible. book is is really good. Yeah, D-Lo because Brown. they like really okay. go into like wow he's like all his girl students have crushes on him and I'm like okay yeah it's mm-hmm. like you could mm-hmm. cast Fauci as this right yeah they're like his core the the shape of his core reminded us of a Roman statue it's like <laughs> yeah <laughs> absolutely. Mm. All right, guys. So before we go, we want to figure out what we're going to do for the rewatch. I think we're going to change things up and actually spread it out a little bit uh, Mm -hmm. so as to me not make you guys have to watch Trolls World Tour. I think someone needs to watch that because the uh, it is changing the film industry. So I'm going to watch that (laughs) with my kids over the weekend. If anybody wants to join with me, I'm going to watch it anyways. <laughs> uh, I Miles, think what are you I, thinking? I think I will be. You know, I think what's interesting about this segment is now we are going to subject ourselves to this content and let you know if it's worth dipping in because there are so many shows that we see that I've not actually watched, or like there's so many shows that we hear talked about that I've not actually seen. Um, and right now, one of the top shows on Netflix is Outer Banks. Uh, so and it's I been be, that for like three weeks. Bin, yeah, what bin the fuck Banks. is it? It's just like I've a really cool sort of action-y soap opera about the Outer Banks uh, area. I believe in North Carolina. It could be both Carolinas. But um, the Outer Bank, like it's about this beach town where like these poor kids stumble upon like a fucking huge pile of like money that they don't know where it came from. And now they're like Tight. living life on the rich part of town. But whoever's money that is, oh, they're coming for it. And like they're navigating wow. just being four teens, you know, with a little bit of money. And dr- I don't know. It seems like it's got everything. Uh, so I, I will be watching Outer Banks, or at least the first couple episodes, to give my take. Jamie, I'm, what are you gonna watch? I'm gonna watch Extraction 2020, starring Chris Hemsworth. It looks like absolute, like the opposite of movies that I want to watch. Uh, <laughs> and I don't. It's something about Chris Hemsworth. I bet he shoots someone. I bet he does something fucked up. I bet he gets kissed. These are my predictions. Uh, but if you want to, if you want to join Extraction Squad, uh, yeah, that's another one know. I've seen in the top ten on Netflix. Oh, yeah. quite a bit. So it's been in the top. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It it came out like I think two weeks ago. I I just read that ninety million people have somehow seen this movie because holy it, shit. Yeah. So yeah, I'm gonna see. I I forget which Chris uh, Hemsworth is, and I look forward to remembering which Chris he is. All oh, right, I, so we again, are covering the zeitgeist for you guys. And that movie, directed by the Russo brothers. Well, yeah, because yeah, yeah, he, he's a Marvel. He's a yeah. he's a Marvel Chris, right? Which Chris Ooh, is he? You can head. tell me. That's he's a Thor. He's oh okay. I don't know. I thought I think I mix him up with the Wonder Woman Chris. Which one is that? Oh, Pine. Chris Pine. Pine. Yeah, yeah I yeah. don't know who that Pine's is. Pine's got I sort really of uh, striking is. eyes, and yeah. Thor has like really striking All the striking, Chris's do, but they're uh, all like, body. you guys vote fucking Republican. I don't trust you, Chris's. I don't. <laughs> I bet Chris Hemsworth doesn't, but uh, Chris Pratt. Chris Pratt. Might. Yeah, Chris Pratt. That's a, yeah. I know who that Chris is. That's a bad Chris. There's another one, too. What's That's the a bad other? Chris. <laughs> the, uh, there's Captain America. Chris Kyle? Who's right? Chris Kyle? Or is that a Chris? Chris Ev- Evans. Chris Ev- Evans. Yes, yes. Evans, Kyle, Hemsworth, Cross, Pine, Jim from the Cross, uh, Angel, Jim. too many Chris's. Oh, Mind Freak, yeah. Oh, yeah. Shout out to That's Mind Freak. That's my Chris of Pref. Cuomo. <laughs> 
Cuomo. My Christmas. Uh, all right, guys. It's a Chris movie. Uh, sorry, June. Um, I have one. Sorry, thank you yes. for hanging with us while we uh, decided you. what we were going to watch. Uh, where can people find you and follow you? Um, you can go to my website, heysarajun.com, and it has a bunch of videos on there, or you can go to means.tv um, and subscribe to it to watch some content that I will I made will be up on there soon. Nice. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. And um, I wanted to ask people um, to please help me name my chickens, because <gasps> I have five that don't have names. And okay. I want to, you know, I, I'm sure that people have lots of uh, good chicken name ideas because every time I tell people that I got chickens, the main thing they ask me is like, what are, what, what are, are their names? names? And like, are you they're not, for like a most of them don't name? have names yet. Cause, um, whatever you guys, you know, well, three of them have names, but you know, yeah. there's five more and I'm sure we can think of something good. I just want to crowdsource this cause I'm like super busy feeding. Yeah. Them. <laughs> Where <laughs> should people submit their uh, suggestions? Oh yeah. Oh, like in the, in the, uh, on Twitter or like, you know, in, on Instagram or whatever. Okay. We'll Wait, did you give those handles out? Or I think you just gave your website. Did you? Or you said, Hey, oh, sorry. I don't have, I don't have those handles. Sorry. Yeah, off the damn you know, grid. I can, I'm, I'm not off the grid. I just don't have an account. <laughs> 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 I was just screaming them you know, into I the still, ether. I can still see, you know, I can still see what you guys tweet. Did you? Know oh yeah, that? so put them. Okay, you know exactly. Put them. Did you guys in the know that? Comments. Like other people can. You don't. You don't actually need a Wait, Twitter to like see, read people's tweets. You can see people's tweets. No. Yeah. Are you serious? Yeah. Yeah. No, it's like true. Is it just a random assortment yeah. of tweets? I don't understand. <laughs> well, no, like I, I have this like trick. I have this like code that I put in the computer, and it starts with www. Is there a tweet or some other work of social media? Is there a tweet or some other work of social media you've been enjoying? Oh, absolutely. Um my my tweet of the week is um from Chris Stevens, who is in the sketch group uh butt. Um that's with two T's, guys. Oh, it's yeah, butt rules. The butt. Um and and this is can I should I read the tweet? Yeah. Okay. It's a little musical emoji and then it goes, um, Ladies, leave your pants at home. The club is full of pants and they let you put them on. And all your fellas, leave your pants with your friends because it's 1130 and the club lets you borrow pants. (laughs) (laughs) I've had it stuck in my head for two days. It's so good. Jamie, where can people find you and follow you and what's tweet you've been enjoying? Uh, You can follow me on Twitter at Jamie Loftus Help or Instagram at Jamie Christ Superstar, listen to the Bechdel cast, and I've got two tweets. I've one is from Allison Balsam at Fool in the Lotus. Uh, if a mummy was chasing me, I wouldn't care. I would lock my door. What's he gonna do? The door is locked. Nice try, LMAO. <laughs> 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 Made me laugh a lot. Uh, and then there was this is like a piece of a larger story that like I saw was trending and I'm like, I don't have the the wherewithal to read this entire Val Kilmer feature. But they tweeted out a little piece of it, NYT magazine did, and it's just a picture. <laughs> you have to see the picture, but it says this is the two foot tall Batman figurine with the head of Mark Twain that lives in Val Kilmer's office. And the picture really delivers. Like it's it's a tweet <laughs> worth checking out. Uh not not Absolutely. to endorse NYT you, mag or anything, but Val Kilmer <laughs> sure does have this action figure in his house. It's oh. wild. All right, Miles, uh, where can people find you and what's a tweet you've been enjoying? 
You can find me, follow me, Twitter, Instagram, PlayStation Network at Miles of Gray. Uh, also, my other podcast, 420 Day Fiance. If you get down with 90 Day Fiance, check that show out. Uh, let's see some. Or tweets. if you don't, it's good or if you don't. Way. Yeah, either way. I mean, honestly, it's a good time. Sophie and I can talk for hours, actually, about absolutely nothing, uh, it seems. Uh, so, a couple of tweets I like. Uh, first one is from Matt Gertz. So, there was an NYPD news alert uh, on Thursday because saying that, you know, JetBlue is doing like a salute to first responders by doing like a flyover. Like, a, it's called the nonstop gratitude flyover. Yeah. Flying I around New York City. And I think most people can begin to connect the dots of where this tweet might be going because they're saying tonight at 7 p.m., three JetBlue aircrafts will conduct a flyover over Manhattan, Queens, and the Bronx to salute the first responders. Matt Gertz's tweet is, ah, yes, the thing New Yorkers love to see, low-flying airliners. What a nice gesture. Uh, <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah, I mean, it's like really odd. Like every New Yorker was like, what? They're like, jets Jets are one thing, but commercial aircraft flying low Such altitude. little thought. Yeah. Hey, JetBlue, though. Salute them. Um, an Another one is from at CageYam4S. It says, I unfollow back, bitch. You ain't no celebrity. I don't know why. It's just funny. <laughs> um, and also, uh, where is the last one? Oh, Okay. This is from Auntie Haoni. It says at one eight hundred Haoni. It's always what you doing or W Y D, and never I painted an eighty inch Renaissance portrait of you. <laughs> uh, some tweets I've been enjoying. Colin Crawford tweeted the names Fabrics, Joanne Fabrics, <laughs> and uh, Rishikesh Irway, the host of Song Exploder, tweeted the best part of quarantine is getting to hear your. Partner switched to business voice, which is pretty <laughs> funny. Um, and finally, uh, Mike Scullins tweeted, uh, I want to go to the movie so bad, I would watch one of those Regal Cinema student films about buying Coke. Uh, which is such a specific... Those pre-roll uh, like, so film things, yeah. <laughs> or it's like, Holy yeah, you shit. know how to use a fog machine and yeah. uh, frame a shot. Um, that those things are like a one minute advertisement against film school because yeah. it's just like, yeah. Oh yeah. The LA times in LA, it would be an LA times one where it's like the newspaper that like in the city that, that tells you how it's really made. And it would be one of a couple things. There was like this bit where this guy shows up on set and he's like a PA and he gets to like the key PA or whatever. And the guy's like, yeah, I need you to get me a couple C47s, a wrench for that and a spinner. And like whatever and like the guy comes back he's like oh where'd i get this where'd i get that and he he has everything except for the spinner and he's nervous and he comes back he's like here's this he's like but i don't have the spinner and he pulls out like one of those plastic coffee spoons and he's like spinner and then like it's supposed to be like this lingo thing but the joke is that he just needs something to mix his cream with his coffee another Jesus. one was like a foley artist one where they're like they just showed you like they were wrapping celery in like a chamois and like hitting it against a punching bag and they're like and that's how a punch sound is made and i was it, it was weird. It demystified how sounds are made. It almost kind of made me angry. Like, because I, I was a kid. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, they're not actually punching somebody. I don't need to somebody. know all that shit. Yeah, like, it's not recorded live in the movie. Like, there, that guy. Okay, whatever. <laughs> uh, you can find me at Jack underscore O'Brien on Twitter. You can find us on Twitter at Daily Zeitgeist. We're at The Daily Zeitgeist on Instagram. We have a Facebook fan page and a website, dailyzeitgeist.com, where we post our episodes and our footnotes, Hello. where we link off to the information that we talked about in today's episode. 
as well as the song we write out on Miles. What's that going to be today? Look, it's Friday. Woo. It's time to get your hips loose. It's time to get your body swiveling. You look, if you're lonely, seduce yourself in the mirror to this song because if this if this track doesn't get your body moving like a snake, I don't know what will. This track is called Girl, but it's spelled with three U's and it's by Lapalux and it's very sensual. And then that beat's gonna drop and you will start body rolling in front of your mirror. I can't, I cannot, you know, I don't, I'm not responsible for what happens after that. But if, again, let this song take over you, get free to this track, Girl by Lapalux. All right. Well, the Daily Zeitgeist is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. That's going to do it for this morning, right into the weekend on that song. And we'll be back this afternoon to tell you what's trending. We'll talk to you then. Bye. Bye. Stop, stop, stop.